you're going to love this episode. You get to meet my coach on this episode. And yes, he's going to transform your life like he has mine. And look, I talk about diet variation. I talk about supplement rotation um, and how it is transformative. Well, it's going to, you're going to learn the three exercises we all need to be doing. You're going to learn how to vary your exercise, take your results through the, the roof, what not to do, what to do. Um, and my coach even opens up some stuff that he's going to give to you. Um, so, man, you're going to get blown away by this episode of Cell TV. Check it out. I want to give thanks to one of our sponsors, Cyto Defend. Look, at a time like this, I think that our immune system and keeping our immune system up right now is more important than ever. I can also tell you that I pay attention to the things that keep my immune system on par and healthy. So, so glad that Cyto Defend is one of our sponsors here on Cell TV. And it's a product that I use, my family uses, and hopefully you'll check it out. And by the way, you can check it out with the link right here below. If you want to try a free bottle, you can actually get a free bottle, just pay the shipping. And I think you'll reorder after that, but check it out. If you're listening to this podcast and want to access the amazing CytoDefend product Dr. Pompa just mentioned, please visit freeimmunity.com. Again, that's freeimmunity.com. Hello everyone, welcome to Cellular Healing TV. I'm Ashley Smith, and today we welcome personal trainer Deacon Andrews. We all know Dr. Pompa loves variation from diet to fasting and even supplements. Well, the way we exercise is no different. So let's hear what methods Dr. Pompa has implemented to completely transform his workouts from the man who works with him personally. So let's get started and welcome Deacon Andrews and of course, Dr. Pompa to the show. Welcome both of you. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. Thanks Dr. Pompa for having me on. Super yeah. pumped to share some of what we've been doing and let people learn from it. Yeah, well, you were kicking my butt this morning. So um, now I'm gonna get even. I'm just gonna like give you these <laughs> like super hard questions that like Perfect. there's no possible way you could answer them. No. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> All right. No, listen, um, I, I'm I'm blessed uh you know to have you as my trainer, that's for sure. Well, you know, let, let me start with the story, right? Um that well, gosh, I have so many stories. First of all. I, I, I had Kathy Smith on here. I'm going to start in a, a weird story. <laughs> I, I am going to throw you off a little bit with this one, right? So I, those of you who don't know Kathy Smith, okay, as a kid growing up in the 80s, right, I had two posters on my wall, embarrassingly yes. enough, okay? I had Farrah Fawcett and I had Kathy Smith. Kathy Smith was the, I mean, she was the bomb, okay, and, uh, you know, the eighties and you know, she was the first to bring exercise to a DVD. Well, DVD, yeah. we didn't have DVD. Was it eight tracks, Deacon? I don't it know. was like VHS tapes. Yeah. VHS, yeah, exactly. But anyway, so that's how I first knew Kathy Smith. Now, now Kathy Smith lives here in park city. We're good friends. And then um, I realized that Deacon was working out Kathy Smith. Okay. Just say enough right there. Deacon works out Kathy Smith because she is <laughs> the exercise guru to this day, by the way, if you saw Kathy Smith, how 70, old is she? Yeah. She's going to be 70. And I'm like, I want to look like that now. Uh, you would folks, you wouldn't believe it. I I'm not, I'm not kidding. She is unbelievably fit to this day. 
Deacon works her out. <laughs> so, anyway. She keeps me on my toes. She's like, come on, let's make this a little harder. Are you sure? I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 exactly. She, she's, she's something. But uh, anyway, so do you t- tell the story? Because I didn't know you two knew each other. I saw you work around. I'm like, Kathy. And then you're like, well, yeah, she, she said, you got to hear the story, Dr. Bob, but tell the story. So Kathy and my dad um, met, I mean, li- literally Kathy Smith was at my house with my doing some projects with my dad the day that I was born. Yeah. Uh, so when my mom went into labor, she and my dad were starting this kind of, they were like kicking around the idea of doing this countrywide uh, fitness program. And it was called like TNT or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, where they were going to really kind of push at home workouts and VHS stuff. And, uh, and so they've just been great friends ever since, but I literally have known Kathy my entire life. But uh, I started when we moved to Park City seven years ago, six and a half years ago, I just kind of bumped into her. And we didn't we had not like kept up or anything like that. And she's like, Oh, you're from Virginia. You're, I was, she's like, do you know Deacon Boo Andrews? Like, yeah, those are my parents. And I was like, yeah, I know who you are. And she's like, all of a sudden it all came together real quick. And, yeah. um, and she is, she's a legend. Yeah, no, uh, she she's an actual legend. Yeah. In really so is. many ways. And when she hit me up and was about training, I was just like, well, what am I going to do for you? And, and it's been fun. We've gotten a chance to, to kick around a lot of ideas and kind of write articles and we come from different kind of approaches and and it's been fun to just talk about the the importance of strength for longevity and it's kind of like i like to say it's kind of the fountain of youth um and you know and the big thing for me and the challenge with her is literally she's one of those few people you meet she's i have no pain and i'm like okay well i usually have people come to me that are in pain and i fix that so it really made me think about what am I doing? Um, because it is so easy to overdo things or whatever and create pain. Mm. Uh, so it really put me on my toes in a different way than I was used to, because I don't want to take away from anything that she has. Cause I mean, she's crushing. Me. Yeah. My God. And so we were just trying to add a little bit of stability and strength into her program um, and getting her to remotely sit still or take rests is the biggest challenge because she is just the energy level of a teenager and it's amazing. And I'm like, whatever she is doing, follow it, get on there, listen to her. And, and she is living the, the life to the fullest. And it's just, it's yeah, just fun to be here. She she's still worthy of a poster on anyone's wall. Oh, she's built yeah. like amazing and she's beautiful and she's, her personality is as beautiful and yeah, she, she's an amazing woman. I, I have to have her back on cell TV and you know, and I'm going to flip it. I'm going to have her, uh, I'm going to have her tell the story of you being a baby and her, and her, uh, her, you know, your dad actually, you know, figuring out this workout thing. So um, anyways, you've been, you've been around the industry, obviously a, a long time and you can see folks, you know, he's, he is a military guy. He looks like one, doesn't he? Yeah. He looks like a bear. He looks like he works on a farm. Oh, he actually does that too. You know, so exactly the way he looks. Uh, yep. That's, that's Deacon. So, okay. Let me tell my story, right? So um, I, I preach and teach variation in exercise, diet, in supplement, everything. Variation creates a stress called hormesis. I'm going to just kind of brief on that in a minute. I'm actually going to pull up a PowerPoint because I, I want y'all to understand this. Okay. But so when I go into the gym, I always change 
the exercises that I do from the time before, I change my intensity, my reps, right? However, um, I saw Marilee, that's my wife, y'all know that, but she was working with Deacon and she says, you gotta work with him. You know, he's making me do all these things, this and that, the other thing. So I was like, oh, great, exercise variation. You know, I have this knee tendonitis thing that I, you know, affecting me on my bike. All right, let's see what he can do with that. And let's just mix it up a bit. Well, he mixed it up a lot. Okay, so I just said today during our workout, right? I said, man, it's like you have applied so much functional strength in me, I, I can't tell you. Meaning strength that now applies to me awkwardly picking up my heavy suitcase and y'all know I travel a lot. I mean, functional strength, your dog. every aspect my dog, right? That's how I originally <laughs> heard my back. But you know, I mean, all of this, you know, as I was doing this exercise you have me doing, it's, it's always like, you have me doing these things, I'm always like struggling to kind of do it first, right? Because they're so odd to me. And I, I was telling Ashley, I said, he had me doing this thing, it seems so simple, where you take your toe and you rotate your leg out what, are they, what do you call those glute something? The ones I did today. Oh, glute taps, just because they, they taps, fry right? that glute. I barely meat. do them. I, I literally, the first time I did them, I said, who can do this? I'm like, dude, can you do this? Right. I'm like, because it was so hard for me and I'm so strong. I'm so in shape. Right? I couldn't <laughs> even do it. And he's like, the reason you can't do it, then he did it. Right. Boop, boop, boop. I'm like, okay, what is going on? He's like, because you have no mobility in your hips. Right. As we age, we, and I'm 56, it's like, I didn't know it. I was losing mobility in my hip joints, the three-dimensional joint, right? I, I just, I didn't know that that was that. But see, that was affecting my back. It was affecting my knees unknowingly to me. So he has me doing all these weird things with this hip rotation stuff and doing it five different ways. The bottom line is I do those things now. I'm like, beep, 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 right? I yeah. just saw it today, right? Anyways, but the point is, is now I have all this functional movement that I didn't even realize I was losing as I was aging. So, you know, you, you have transformed, you've made me do things that I would never have done. You've made me more functionally strong. You've balanced out these little intrinsic muscles that were weakening. I didn't know it. You brought mobility into my joints that I would have never been able to do because I didn't even know it was not lacking. I didn't even know it was lacking. Taking stress off my knees yeah. and all because, you know, you made me do something very, very different. So first of all, thank you for that. But let's let let's talk about let, on that note alone. You might I, I want to give you the opportunity to comment before I talk about this variation in hormesis. Yeah, I, I think I mean again with a lot of the stuff that you talk about, and, and, and knowledge is power, and it's giving people the tools. and And for me, unfortunately and fortunately, I've been injured a lot, and I've pushed myself to the limit, and and had to. Like I, I finally got to the point that the pain that I was living in was debilitating. It wasn't just, you know, like we talked about today, a lot of people where their pain is a badge of honor or just, oh, the normal aches and pains. But for me, I'd finally gotten to the point where I couldn't enjoy my life at all. I couldn't do the things I wanted to do. Um, and so I had to really relearn. And, and I sought out people that was like, what is it that's missing? And I mean, it, you know, and it's, is it Shakira and then Chubbs and, um, happy Gilmore, you know, the hips don't lie, you know, and it's all in the hips, <laughs> you know, and like we joke about, but it's, it's, it's so true. Cause that's the center of everything. And I just realized for me, how much we don't move and how much we get stuck in a pattern. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there is a very important thing to learn proper movement, but you know, we see it all that every day in the gym, we see people that are, have done the same thing for years yeah. and they are still surprised literally like the same routine every yeah. day. And it's, we don't think to get out of the really looking at the joints, how are they supposed to work? Is it actually a stability issue mm-hmm. and being able to control that joint that's preventing mobility? And I mean, for you, as soon as you started to get some control over the glute and hip, that thing was just moving all over the place and it was great. And then your low back started to, to stabilize more. Yeah. So it's just, it's just sometimes it's one, I know for me, I had to learn to humble myself and, and be excited about working with a coach. I still work with a coach. I still wow. have people that I send videos to because I can't see it. And I, and we, we, sometimes we're looking for something but we're not looking in the right place. Well, we and... talked about that all the time because I was, I couldn't see certain things, right? Like I was doing, like even what things that I was doing that I do, you were like, oh man, no, you, you got to raise your butt up and you got, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's like really different. I, I'm a, listen, I tell this audience, everyone should have a coach, right? And, you know, finally I practice what I preach and exercise. Dude, look, I've been working out since I was 15 years old. The only time I didn't, is for a four, maybe five year period when I was so sick, I, I couldn't, I, I didn't have enough energy, right? But other than that, I've, I've never not worked out. And I varied my workouts. I, like I explained in the beginning, the difference is you took my variation to a massive different level. You, you, know, you looked at things very differently than I did. And that's why we need to coach. And that's why oftentimes we need to vary things far different than we could ever without someone else looking at our patterns, our movement yeah. patterns. So, all right, I'm gonna show this, watch this. I'm gonna, because uh, now this is a principle and I, I, I always want my audience to understand premise first because if your major premise is understood and your major premise is real and true, then all else follows is true, right? If your major premise is wrong, then all else follows is wrong. So I, I want you to understand the major premise my audience here and uh, Deacon, I know you understand it, but I want them to understand it. Okay. So tell me when, can you see that? Yeah. All right. Hormesis. I I've talked about it. You've heard me mention it. Hormesis. I'm just going to read the definition and then bring life to it. Hormesis refers to adaptive responses of biological systems. That's us to moderate environmental or self-imposed challenges. That's exercise, self-imposed challenges, not environmental although this does apply to that too. That would be toxins, so oftentimes in other stresses, but we impose these challenges on ourselves to get an adaptation is what it's saying, through which the system improves its functionality and or tolerance to more severe stresses. Okay, so if we look at this little graph, there's green zone and we have a red zone. Now, what this is showing is in that dotted line that goes between them, that's basically, if you had no stress at all, you would have no improvement at all. But if we stress the system, we actually start to rise up in the benefit. This green zone, we call this the hormetic zone. That means where we're getting the maximum benefit. Now, if we stress too much, we will fall below the line into this adverse reaction where we see the red. Okay, now, that applies to just about everything. I even apply it to diet. I apply it to fasting. 
the right amount of fasting, awesome. Too much, not good, right? If you've been on the same diet forever in the beginning, it's great because it's new to your body. Stay on the same diet, it ends up very bad. Okay, now let's look at exercise. This is, I taught at a very big seminar this weekend and I taught on this principle. And this is the example that people go, I get it. So here's the same graph now using exercise. See the dotted line? That means if you're a couch potato and you get no stress, you will create disease. You will create inflammation, joints that literally stop moving, muscles that atrophy, bad stuff, heart that gets worse. Okay. As we add stress, we get all of these benefits. We get all the natural production of antioxidants and we decrease inflammation and all these great things happen. But if we exercise too much, like the aerobics instructor of the 1980s and 90s that was doing 14 classes a week and they, they look like they are couch potatoes, but they're meanwhile, they're doing all this exercise. Okay, they've went over the hormetic zone to where they're doing too much stress, creating inflammation, insulin resistance, mitochondrial dysfunction. So the right amount in this hormetic zone is where we get all the benefit. Here's the problem, Deacon. The problem is that people go to the gym, maybe you haven't been to the gym in a while and you do a simple routine and you get a benefit. In the first month, man, you're benefiting, it seems like every week and then you're not. And then Deacon, you pointed out that you see people doing the same routine for years. Well, what's happened is they now have gotten, gotten to a place where they're not adding enough stress because they're doing the same thing and they're out of the hormetic zone, getting absolutely no benefit. What do we do? They get frustrated. They hire a trainer like Deacon, hopefully like Deacon, and th the trainer just makes them do different things. And all of a sudden they're getting results again. Okay. Now let, let me apply it. What else happens? Or they're sitting uh, at 12 o'clock midnight watching TV unhappy with themselves, you know, maybe eating ice cream and an ad comes on for, we'll just call it uh, machine X or what was the, the ab trainers? Remember those things? When there, what were those things called? The ab, ab roller? roller. Ab roller. Okay. Let's just do that. <laughs> you see the ab roller, you get the ab roller and you order it and you start doing the ab roller. And this is amazing, right? Or the TRX thing, whatever it is, but then it stops working. So it ends up in the closet, right? So we think in our minds that it was the ab roller or we, the TRX, right? The new device. No, it was the change. The new device created a new stress and thereby your body reacted. But after a month of doing the TRX, it becomes the same stress in your body. It doesn't force your body to adapt. Therefore, you don't get any result. Okay, so that sets up why I believe varying your exercise is absolutely necessary to keep increasing the stress to stay in this hormetic zone of benefit. If you do the same exercise all the time, even though I thought I was doing different exercises, because listen, folks, I was going in doing high reps one day, heavy weight the next, different exercises. However, I was still working in the same planes as Deacon said. And that's why my hips were starting to, I don't want to say fuse, but lack motion and functionality. My shoulders were lacking functionality and Deacon busted me out of that. So he brought all kinds of variations. So the point is, you know, comment on that because the variation is oftentimes the missed magic in exercise.
It is. And, and again, just like what we see on that, like people like to go to extremes. Um, you see, you know, like I said, when you come in, no matter what you're doing and when you start to move, you're going to get better. And there's something very important about understanding movement and, and getting a movement down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, if you get a, if you learn a new skill set, you don't immediately go to the next level. You kind of drill that skill set. And for you, we, we have done a lot of variability because one of your training history and every week it's been kind of building up the movements have pretty much all stayed in the same uh, pattern as far as, but we've progressed on them. And then, so for me, typically I like to use a very similar when someone's kind of in a good where things are firing, right. And we can really focus on strength. I like three week phases and the volume changes week to week, but then after three weeks, we need to adjust the exercise because you should have gotten proficient at that exercise. And a lot of times, just like you've experienced, we had to get proficient at it before we could load it or move to another variation that we can then load. And um, I mean, like even today, by your third or fourth set of that Cossack squat, that lateral lunge, you were so much more in tune with what was happening that it was such a deeper, more beneficial movement to you. Yeah. So then we progressed through that. And, but we have to also understand that we need to adapt. And again, if we just pick one thing and stick with it over and over, our body's going to adapt to it and we're going to get used to it. And we're not going to do better. It's like okay. cycling is a great example. Mm-hmm. Once you get to a proficient level on your bike, you're not going to really ride your bike to get that much better. It's true. You have to have, you have to change away because you become so proficient at it. It's not as hard to have a workout. See, because the, the, the magic is you don't get stronger in the gym or on the bike. You get stronger in the adaptation of the stress. So if your body perceives it, not really as much of a stress anymore, because you've got so proficient to your point, then you don't force adaptation. Folks, the magic happens in the body's adaptation. I always say that's where the hormone optimization occurs. So if I'm, you know, in the gym, even though in my mind I was varying it, it was still, I was very adapted to these planes of motion. Right. right? It was stuff you knew, like you knew how to do really well. Yeah. And, uh, and your body was used to it. So we, we've drastically changed the, there's the plane and the movement pattern and it's just automatically that alone is going to make you stronger. And it kind of allows to break down some, some ideas that, you know, to get stronger at a squat bench and a deadlift, you got to squat bench and deadlift. That's not really the case. A lot of times, like there's so many things when, when you get strong in those things that you kind of hit a wall and then like, all right, what are the limiting factors? Okay. Well, let's look at what's not firing, you know? So, and like, from the from what you guys you know what you talk about with nutrition and things like that it is sometimes it's doing that takeaway and looking like what is not working right because sometimes there may be an allergy or something that you are deficient in that is preventing the proper amount of like gut health and things like that and it's again if you just keep spinning the wheel you're missing the, you know, the, 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 things, the, the same thing happens when people eat the same diet, right? When they first get on a diet, you know, what's plant-based, what keto, whatever it is, they get this result, right? At first, it's hard, right? Just like the first week in the gym, right? So at first, it's hard. And then they get 
typically a very good result. But here's what happens. Because they get a good result, it locks them into this is the diet for me, right? Be, you know, they start exercising, they get a result. So this is how you exercise, right? And then it, this is what they continue to do. And then what studies show is you literally get diminishing and diminishing results doing the same thing that actually worked in the beginning. And this, you know, that applies to diet. So one of the things that we do, Deacon, is we force people to change diets very drastically. I call it feast, famine, cycling. I have seasonal changes, monthly changes. But what it does is once again, same as exercise, it actually forces the body to adapt. When you start taking in new foods you haven't really eaten a lot of, your microbiome goes, okay, this is, we got to create new enzymes. This is a different thing. We're, oh, there's more fat. We got to break that down. So your microbiome, your gut bacteria starts to send signals to your cells and creates changes the environment, you create something called gut diversity and your immune system literally changes all because your body adapted to a dietary change. So all of that, I dig and I wrote a book on fasting. Why does fasting work? It's a stress that it forces your body to adapt to so it doesn't die. And right. as a matter of fact, I have to show you the next slide because I think that if I go up, oh, I have to screen share, hold on. Ah. Hold on, I just did myself an injustice, but I'm gonna show one more slide and I didn't plan on showing this, but I'm gonna screen share. Do you know who that guy is? Can you see my slide right there? I'll just show that slide right there. Do you know who that is right there? No, I can't see it. All right, let me blow it up. But I me, mean, you might not. Some, most people I would say don't, but um, let me enlarge my, can you see my screen? No. Oh, well, that's a problem. Can you see it now? <laughs> <laughs> How about now? Wait, it says screen share has failed to start. Please try again later. Okay. Well, it's not letting me. I was going to show you a nice picture of Wim Hof in an ice bath, but you're not. Ah, talk about that. someone who's learned about adaptation. Yeah, exactly. I, I wish, I, I don't know why it's not sharing, but it's not. But anyway, the bottom line is, is that Wim Hof, if I was, you know, really curious to see how many people actually recognize him, kind of looks like Deacon. But anyway, so the <laughs> bottom line is this guy gets in ice baths for like, you know, I mean, he gets in for hours upon hours. Here's my point. If I went into the ice bath for that long, I would die. Okay, I would. Right. I'd go into hyperthermia, right? He has gradually got his body to adapt to more and more stress. But what happens when you go into an ice bath? Because most people today realize there's all these anti-inflammatory benefits. You can break through weight loss resistance. You have all these amazing things that happen. Well, what happens? Your body thinks it's going to die. It upregulates norepinephrine. Norepinephrine downregulates inflammation, upregulates growth hormone. All these wonderful things happen because right. you added a stress, forced your body to adapt to the stress, and you get the benefit. Now, if you stayed in as long as Wim Hof, you die. You went over the benefit. Or what if you stayed in um, six minutes instead of three, your body doesn't adapt because it was too much stress. Now you made a good thing, a bad thing. Right. So the point is, is that you can overtrain, you can undertrain, you can do the same exercise. And that, that's something that you mitigate with all of the different changes that you do. And I think it's something that we see, again, where people operate, one, we have this culture now that's so instant gratification that... We have the one group that's just stuck in a, in a rut. And then, then they don't give themselves enough time to get the adaptation. 
<laughs> you know, it's like, we're not going to just do something for a week and be like, eh, I don't like what I've, it didn't work. I'm going to yeah. change. Yeah. Like, come on guys. Like how many, how long have you given yourselves the time to get to where you are that you don't like give yourself time, you know? And so what's a typical cycle for you guys, as far as your nutrition, like when you, when you go through those. Well, like for example, uh, one is like, even um, if someone's been low carb for a while, we always add in one or two feast days a week, which is magic because it just simply reminds the body it's not starving. You know, and it's very enough to actually throw the microbiome off. We always, we all have uh, five days a month where we like to either feast for five days. And for women, it's right typically before their cycle. Um, and we like to fast um, or famine for five days um, a month where we choose to either eat low calories for five days or no calories, right? Mm -hmm. So that's monthly variation, but then there's seasonal where you can go, and that looks different for everyone. You could just do it simply seasonal. Every season, change your diet. Um, I vary my diet far more than that. I vary my diet even as often as I travel. I'll go higher carb. I come home, I'm in ketosis again. Then I get, mm -hmm. so variation could look different for everybody, but there's seasonal, there's monthly, there's weekly. So yeah, and that's still consistent, you know? And so that's the problem is people like go like, so again, from, for me, like hearing that, I'm like, all right, there's these monthly cycles that people have need to be like consistent with and, and, and trust in the process and not do it one time. Like that doesn't work. Yeah, no, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You uh, can't do that. It's, there is a, a pattern of variation that yeah. actually works because remember you're varying it to get a higher share. You know, the guy I interviewed, it's a great episode of um, Kristen Verde and she was a scientist who she studied, <clears throat> she did this with mice and she kind of fell into this, but they varied the diet of mice where they would do 500, I'm going to say calories that make sense to humans, right? Low calorie, like a 500 calorie a day mm -hmm. uh, diet for a human. And then they did standard American diet, standard mouse diet. In other words, low calorie, standard mouse diet, low calorie, standard, every other day. And they compared that to low fat. They compared it to high fat. They compared it to like all the different diets that would work. The varied diet worked better for weight loss than all the other diets. So when I asked her, I said, Crystal, what, why is that? She said, oh, it's, it's simple. It just forces the body to adapt. Like we're talking yeah. about with the exercise and you end up with a hormone optimization and thereby it just works better for weight loss. So yeah, that was like a real sinking point to where I really I started yeah. studying it. Yeah. But anyway, so, so much. Yeah, it, it does. It, it makes sense. But yet I think oftentimes we need forced to do it. I wanted you to talk a little bit about exercise myths. I, I said, pick some of the fun ones. Yeah. because A lot of what you do really is breaks a lot of these standard thoughts around exercise. So tell us some of the exercise myths that most of us are thinking of. I think one that goes perfect with just the, the hormesis and stuff you've been talking about is that more is better. And, you know, so many, you know, you and I were talking about yesterday or a couple of days ago about the idea of giving a hundred percent and people are like, and I was, you know, and we see it a lot in the endurance world, but you see it in the gym, people are like, I'm going to go in every day and I'm going to crush it. 
I'm going to give a hundred percent. And they don't understand that. I understand that. Like, like I was saying to you, yes, I understand you're giving a hundred percent effort, but you're not actually giving a hundred percent because you're so run down because you're just constantly crushing that people don't. So I guess the myth would be people don't understand that recovery is training. Yeah. And that doesn't mean sit on the couch. I program active recovery days for a lot of clients. And that is, it would be like a bike ride or, or just a hike moving and not necessarily putting stress on the body because good, but it's good or bad stress. Stress is stress. And it's filling that cup up. And if that cup overflows, we're in trouble. You go outside the hormetic curve pretty damn fast is what happens. And, you know, again, we see so many people in that red area that you were showing on the curve, Mm -hmm. you know, that, and they're just redlined all the time versus just like the, the diet idea of a high, low training needs to be high, low, you know, you, yeah, so you're, you're in the gym working your butt off harder than normal. And you're actually in that red zone of the hormetic curve, you know, where you're actually getting worse, not better. And that's when injuries start happening. Deacon. Right. And the fatigue and, you know, we don't ever, it's very rare that we see, uh, let's talk about like a pulled hamstring. It's very rare that we see someone like our sprinter or whatever, pull their hamstring at max effort. It is typically slowing down Mm. or when they are not like putting out is because they're fatigued or whatever, but it is not producing force. So when we are, in a place that we can actually work at our like highest potential, our body's safe. But when it starts to break down your body, the body's an amazing thing at what it can handle. And it's going to break down to force it to, to recover. Yeah, like right. if you don't recover, your body's going to get you to that point of, Hey, yeah. I'm going to make you take a break. So more is not like better. You know, a, gr- a great example of this, actually looking at that curve again, was what we saw with uh, the people that really struggled sickness-wise from COVID were the, the side that wasn't doing anything and, and that very, the, what we recognize is unhealthy. But then we saw it a lot in the fight community and, and even in the CrossFit community mm-hmm. of professional athletes, people that we would look at and be like, they are the pinnacle of like fitness. But there's a difference between fitness and health as well, oh, because they oh. were so overstressed that just like the, your, your slide showed, they couldn't handle that either. And they would get wrecked. Yeah, they like, couldn't even handle like a virus that they could recover from. And then this 45-year-old, I saw him get so sick, right? Yeah, you know, what they didn't know is he was in the red zone hormetically, burning it at work, not sleeping, exercising, thinking, but he's so healthy. He eats well and he's exercising all the time. Yeah, but he was in the red zone on the yeah, hormetic And curve. that is just not a place that we want to be. So, the, yeah. so just like what you were talking about, and it's just the perfect example, there's that sweet spot. We want to train hard. You need to train hard enough to force adaptation, to force your body yeah. to change, but you need to recover his heart just as well. That doesn't mean, oh, if one hard workout was good or an hour of a hard workout was good, two hours is even better. No, that's, no. that's not the case. Yeah. I, yeah. I always like, I always like to use the drinking analogy 
uh, you know, if I drink, sure, maybe I want a tiny little buzz, but I don't want it to, I don't want to be out of control. I definitely don't want to feel it the next day. I don't want it to like inhibit me in any way. Just because I could do a bunch more shots doesn't mean it's going to be a good idea. Probably you really know, bad. And, and, and yeah. trainings that way, or like look at like ibuprofen or whatever. Like you don't want to, just because it says take four, six or seven is going to be better. You don't want to create this place where your body is having to fight. You want it to need, you want to train hard enough that it needs to recover and, and adapt, but not to the point that it's going to break down. Yeah, you want to you want to create more stress to create more adaptation to create more hormone optimization to get better results. Okay, but we can create that stress by changing exercise, by changing the way you do things, by challenging your body. Because remember, to your body, it's perceived stress. You know, you could create. You think you're creating stress by just pounding it, pounding it more, more, more. But the problem is, you end up in that red zone. But if you create stress the right way, if you create stress by the what we just described, stacking things, doing things different, progressing, now you're creating stress, which creates adaptation, which creates hormone optimization, which creates better results. So it's the way you create the stress that keeps you in the hormetic zone. Change the stress to keep you in the hormetic zone, not pound the pavement. Okay, that's it. That's the so best. Actually, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to simplify this myth one. I just kind of best way that I've ever, I've never explained it this way, but beautiful. Uh, myth one, you're not getting better when you're training. You're only getting better when you're sleeping and recovering. That's it. All right. There you go. Myth, so myth one. one is you get better <laughs> in the training. Nope. It's you get better with proper recovery. Hormone That's when your body is healing and reaping the benefits. So yeah, myth one: don't violate hormesis, or or, or lesson one: don't violate. Yeah. Hormesis. What does that mean? Now uh, you'll find out. All right, myth two. Uh, I think one of the biggest ones is that strength training is going to make me stiff and immobile. And you know, we hear that. A lot. I think a lot of people, when you think of like strength training, they think of like a giant bodybuilder. And so that is. But it's not the case. We are actively using strength with you to improve mobility. You and I are, we Absolutely. do not like to stretch. Like we're not people that just, like, I don't want to just sit down and stretch. But if we are using the right movements, like the lateral lunge that we were doing today, Bulgarian split squats and all these things, and you are doing them in the proper range of motion with the right activation stability, you are stretching the muscle and activating the antagonist muscle. So proper strength training should be, should be improving mobility, not creating this stiff person. And I'm someone that's a great, like I'm a big dude. And people are always surprised, especially like when I do jujitsu, at how mobile I am. Oh, yeah, I you should be a, okay, man. <laughs> a lot that. of that to strength training. Yeah, because that's the only stretching I do. But by the way, you do you actively stretch me. By the way, it's the first time I can actually put my palms on the ground. I, my my son, we were in the kitchen last night, and I outdid him, um, which wasn't hard, by the way. But anyway, so <laughs> th that was amazing. But you have me do the stretches, kind of inactive movements, right? So it's not like I'm yeah. stretching my hamstrings. You have me do like the three things today that were stressing, you know, stretching my hamstrings. Um, in my glutes while I was doing the exercise. And, and again, what, you know, what's happened to me, look, I was doing, 
squats. I could do heavy squats, but my knees are more, they're stronger now doing what we've been doing because of, the, of these movements. You added strength to my knees and my hips that I haven't had in years. I'll take that every day. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yep. So, um, all right, one more myth. And then I want you to give our viewers three things that you said, hey, everyone should be doing these three simple things. Takes 30 minutes and you're going to talk about why. And then you've also provided for our viewers in the show notes, um, the, uh, the videos on how to do them. So you don't, yeah. you don't have to follow along. But one more myth and we'll go to that. That lifting is going to make me big. Um, and this kind of obviously leans more towards women, but it also endurance athletes. Um, it's just the amount of time and supplementation and volume that truly has to go into getting big is something that very few men or women will achieve. You yeah. know, for us, our goal, we're not trying to be the most of the people that I train, actually all of them, because I stopped training gym-based athletes a few years ago, just because my heart wasn't in it. There's nothing wrong with that. If that is your passion, if you're, hobby is powerlifting crossfit or whatever that's what you love doing that's awesome that's just not my passion anymore and my passion's playing outside in the mountains as long as i can um and strength is a huge component of that so i don't want to be bigger and but i want to be strong and durable so yeah we are working out the minimum amount we need to maximize the results out and and with that premise we're not going to get big. It, like, I mean, you truly have to put in a massive effort and in, and in the gym and in the kitchen to get big. Um, and, you know, yeah. women, anybody, women listening to this, um, I don't want to make any of you big. I want you to be lean, you know, and, and, and that's just, that's, that's muscle. Mm. Tone is not really a thing. It's muscle. And that's what that toned look is. And, and Kathy, back to Kathy, is a great example of someone. And, and that's kind of our goal now is to, is to build her a little bit more muscle um, because she is so active and on the go all the time. So our training, when she was with me, it kills her because it is so boring. And I'm like, let's focus on strength. And, and she just wants, to, she loves to move. She is, again, mm. I want her energy. I want it now, much less at seven. <laughs> Everyone um, does. She's just amazing. But do not be afraid of lifting heavy weights appropriate to what your body can handle and technique with the thought of getting big, whether you're an endurance athlete or uh, a lady who's, yeah. who's a woman who's that's not going to happen. Yeah. What women are oftentimes afraid of that, but that is definitely not going to happen. You have to force calories and protein typically even beyond ridiculous amounts of crazy, um, you know, stuff in the gym to do that. It's not going to happen. You know um, the, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is oftentimes you make my own body weight extremely heavy, right? Because of the way you do the movement and I'm like, you know, dying to get eight reps out of something. It, it, meanwhile, I don't even have a weight in my hand. All right. With that said, show us or explain why these three exercises you're giving our viewers. And by the way, again, uh, actually putting them in the show notes, there'll be a video of uh, Deacon actually showing you how to do these three movements, but why this? And it, you can kind of explain them. Yeah. So there's three things that 
are gonna like again my goal is to make everybody as, as durable as possible um there is the first one is just a weighted carry a farmer's walk we do some variation of this every day every every time you do something you, you do some variation of that for with me because and, it's stabilization and and the the biggest reason is is it is the easiest way to learn to stabilize your core and brace when that happens, your hips are going to move better. So it's very rare that we don't start a session with a, with, uh, without carrying something. But again, for people that just want three simple things, movement one, carry something. And now in the show notes, we'll have multiple different variations. Um, but you can do overhead. You can do offset, which is just one side. Yeah, you change it with me all the time. I'm and, and we are all I am trying to do is to get the core to wake up, keep the ribs neutral, get the hips in a good the hips in a neutral position so they can move. Movement two is a stiff-legged deadlift or a Romanian deadlift. We do this on with you. We've done kickstand where we have one foot offset, single leg variations, or we go heavy with the, uh, the traditional stiff-legged deadlift, but um, to build a, a strong posterior chain is gonna be the thing that just builds durability for life. And that also means that we get a strong, better looking butt, which, you know, functional and good looking butts are great for everybody. Everybody loves that. Everybody. <laughs> you know, we, you know if, it, if we can work well and look good, everybody wins. It's a win-win. We do a lot but of that, that movement is so valuable because one, you're not going to load it as much as a traditional deadlift, but it really teaches you how to activate the core, move the hips in a good pattern. And again, we do this in multiple variations of bilateral, just feet side by side, unilateral offset, single leg. Like there's so many variations. Have the to this. You'll have the video. And we'll put that up. Um, and then third movement that, we can't say enough about it. Something we do a lot of is reverse hyper variations because a strong low back is going to be just the saving grace of everything. Whether it's I love that picking up your groceries, carrying a grandbaby, a baby, whatever. It, it is invaluable. But by the way, the ultimately all hyper, those things come down to a strong core and be hips. cautious. Hyper hyper is very different than reverse hyper. Yes. Check out the video. Very different because hypers hurt my back, reverse hypers transform my back. So not good. And Deacon, I, I, first of all, I want to thank you. You also opened up um, that you, virtually for some of my viewers and listeners, uh, you will take them on uh, and train them, which yeah. um, you, know, you actually love doing. Uh, Deacon can only work with so many people. So first come, first serve. But we will also put the, your contact information in there for people who want to hire you like I did virtually. You don't have to be in Park City to hire Deacon, uh, but he's only able to work uh, with uh, so many at one time. He's opened up some slots for my viewers. Thank you for that. Deacon, I said to him, people are going to want to hire you. And he loves doing the online virtual stuff now. And he has a whole program that's going to blow you away. So take advantage of that. Uh, Deacon, um, thank you for doing that. And I know that yeah, absolutely. probably um, overbook you on that, but first come, first <laughs> serve, folks. So get get into it there uh, and we'll provide that information. Deacon, thank you for being on Cellular Healing TV. Any, I'll give you the final word, fire away. Uh, 
Dr. Pombo, just thank you for the opportunity. And just, you know, one of the things that's been fun is just our, our getting to explore things and, and learn from each other. And so I, I just really appreciate the, uh, the friendship and the fun that we have. And just I'm excited to share any of the knowledge that we, and we, and we troubleshoot a lot. We figure yeah. a lot of things out and getting the opportunity to grow as a coach uh, and share that with your, your, uh, you're amazing. Well, you figured out my knees, man. uh, You you thought around it differently than I was. I was trying to figure it out. You know, I was, I, you know me, man, I was digging, I was, you know, and Deacon was the first to say some logical things. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, missed it. Everybody needs a coach, even Papa. And uh, Deacon, you, you, you transformed my life. And, th- and thank you for taking on some of my viewers as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, thank I, you for I'm the sure opportunity we'll... to come on and, and talk to you guys. Yeah, awesome. Thanks again. Hey, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Cyto Detox. Look, podcasts cost money. There's a lot of production uh, going around this, but uh, we are grateful to have Cyto Detox as one of the sponsors. It's so easy for me to talk about the product because myself and my family use it constantly as we practice what I preach for over 15 years, I've talked about and taught doctors and the public about cellular detox. And I'll tell you, Cyto was a breakthrough. Cyto was a breakthrough for us. Um, and it's changed so many lives. So we're grateful that they sponsor Cellular Healing TV. It makes sense, doesn't it? They should. If you're listening to this podcast and want to access the amazing Cyto Detox product Dr. Pompa just mentioned, please visit detoxoffer.com. Again, that's detoxoffer.com. Well, that's it for this week. The materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you would like to purchase some of the supplements mentioned on this show, please visit the site as seen on chtv.com and use the code chtv15 for 15% off. Again, that's as seen on chtv.com. Use the code chtv15 for 15% off. And as always, thanks for listening.